Real moms of Bravo. Real moms of Bravo. Real moms of Bravo. Real moms of Bravo. Part two, Vanderpump Rules. I don't know about you guys, but I've been looking forward to VPR Wednesdays all week. Abby, you had a watch party. I want to know how did St. Louis show oh, up? How was it? It was so fun. We were at Filoni's, which um, it's just like this great bar in St. Louis uh, City. They have an awesome patio. We have a whole patio filled with all Vanderpump people. Um, I talked about it on our stories, but I think my favorite part was there were people that showed up on their own. Like they didn't come with a group and they were trying to find a spot to sit down. And I was like walking around looking for like open seats. And every time I did that, someone's like, oh, this spot's open. Come sit down with us. And I went back at the end for those people just to make sure like they had fun. And they're like, oh my gosh, this was so great. I'm coming back and I'm going to sit with them again next time. And I don't know, it just reminded me of BravoCon the first year when Andy told everyone like, look to your left, look to your right, introduce yourself. Like, don't let everyone, anyone be left out. And like, you would hear people like going to dinner together. It was just like, it was really sweet. There's no stranger in the Bravo world. It was, so it was really sweet and really fun. And they're doing it again next week. I will be in Hilton Head. But um, if you guys want to see part three, Filoni's is doing it again. I think these bars are realizing that when they're dead during the week, because there's not a lot of exciting sports events happening right now in the summer, that they could be playing Bravo and filling their bar and making money. Like, I've been hearing different like DMs from people saying that like some of these bars are making more money than they usually do on a Friday and Saturday on a Wednesday. Oh night. yeah. I received similar feedback from my watch party that they had made their food sales, typical food sales that they would have made on a Friday. So guys, it'd be Abby and I, obviously we were juggling a lot life, parents, <laughs> kids. I said parents, kids. Husbands, Podcast. jobs, yeah. friends, this. So we definitely see the need for it. And we will definitely start to like percolate and see what future watch parties we can have. Um, I will say Kansas City listeners, we will be doing part three back at Kelly's next week. So I hope to see you there. It was so much fun. And I mean, it's kind of hard to watch reunions now without tons of people I, around you. It makes it so much more exciting. So much more exciting. I was a little bit hesitant because I was thinking like, well, am I not going to be able to like hear because people are going to be like cheering or like, you know, you and I take notes while we watch episodes and it was so much better. If you're on the fence about going 100% go and you can show up to these watch parties. I'm just going to say pretty much any city go alone. If you don't have anybody that wants to go with you, you will make friends. Like once you're amongst your people with Bravo, it's amazing. Also, one person was talking about how she's like, we should, somebody needs to open up a Bravo bar. And it reminded me of this bar called the sports bra. This woman was trying to watch a women's basketball game and none of the sports bars were playing it. And they wouldn't switch like the channel for her because they're like, no one watches women's sports. So she was like, fuck this. I'm going to open my own bar. She called it the sports bra, which is kind of like a funny play on words. And, um, made a million dollars in profit just like, so not like, you know, grossed over a million dollars, but she made a million dollars in profit her first year. And all they do is play women's sports. That's it. So I'm That's telling you incredible. So Abby open a Bravo bar. bar. Yeah. We're going <laughs> to the number one. I mean, we've learned clearly this is great for relationships. So we're going to open a bar and uh, Lisa Vanderpump's going to front the money for it. And we're really excited now, we're but I feel like pumped. if somebody, made, Oh my God, Pun intended. Oh my God, that's so funny. Somebody, somebody did a Bravo themed bar and like they showed all the different shows. And then on nights when like, maybe there's not something they play like old ones or like best, like watch what happens lives. 
I feel like you'd have a great turnout. Oh, so something to consider. We're manifesting it, put it in the universe, but let's get into part two of the reunion. Um, And in part two, yes, go ahead. Abby's activated and ready to go. The IUD comment came out of nowhere. If you were at Filoni's, I was the one who screamed it because it was he said it under his breath, but she was talking about, I don't know what she said necessarily, Lala said, but Sandoval, and not, not everyone knew this because of him saying it under his breath, said, you pulled out your IUD the second you found out Stassi got pregnant. And so some people were like, what was he implying by that? He was implying that like she was almost like jealous or wanting to like copy or make her own story. And so by Stassi getting pregnant, she got nervous that she was going to get more attention. And then she pulled out her IUD so that she would be pregnant as well. My whole thoughts on this are no man should ever be commenting on a choice that a woman makes about her reproductive, like anything reproductive. She might've pulled out her IUD before. What, like She probably made a joke about it knowing Lala, but it could also have been, wow, like Stassi's having a kid. I've been wanting to do this, but I didn't want to be the only one pregnant. A lot of times too, like I've had a lot of friends who are like, weren't sure if they wanted kids or thought they only wanted one. And then a friend has a second and they're like, oh, I think I want another. Like it's okay to change your mind because you see a friend doing what you weren't sure what you wanted to do. And Sandoval had no right to talk about it. And I think Stassi had every, I'm sorry, Stassi. I think Lala had every right to get activated and mad about it. What were your thoughts? Oh, and she didn't even hear him. She didn't even hear him say it. So she reacted to it on her Instagram stories and just kind of kind of went on on how disgusting he is as a human being. And it's, again, like my thoughts, I, I think you summed it up perfectly. He has no business in any of that. And Lala shared her story with Randall. We kind of heard a little bit more of that, um, of like she was duped. She was very, very naive, although so many of us kind of saw it. She was very, very naive and legitimately loved this man. So for him to make that comment was so gross. Um, other things that I kind of enjoyed about part two. So James, okay, what is, I, let's talk about James going to the bathroom a lot. Um, he put himself in, I took it as him putting himself in timeout, but I'm wondering if you think anything different. I, I mean, uh, Kelly Ripa said she thought maybe he has a UTI. Uh, he did go to the bathroom a lot, but also we don't know how this is edited because it showed like when Sandoval went back to the trailer to talk to Rachel, it said 112 minutes later. And like to us, that felt like it was 20 minutes ago. So is he really going to the bathroom a lot or is he having to go every two to three hours? I drink a ton of water. I have to go to the bathroom every two to three hours and there's nothing like medically wrong with me. So I think people would make fun of me if I break the seal and I'm drinking. Oh, you're like every 10 minutes. Yeah. um, Yeah. I'm like constantly like going to the bathroom. Like I'm going to have to put on Depends. Um, Soon, shout out Depends. Give us a sponsor. (laughs) Your first under 40 wearing it. But like, I feel like after every kids, you know, little comes out. But I just thought that was funny. Um, I also thought I found a little bit shocking was LVP. So LVP is clearly staying in this reunion that she's not needed. And I think she's realizing it by making comments like she did to James. So she looked at James and was like, you slept with Kristen. I forgot the context of how it came out, but she was basically like, you slept with Kristen to get on the show. And he keeps going back. Like I was 21 years old and he's like, I have my own story and like, you should be thanking me. I mean, honestly, without James, we wouldn't ha- have Scandaval because Raquel never would have been brought in. Very true. Very true. I also, I, like, what do you think about the LVP, like making digs like that? I think LVP is picking to go down on it. 
that was my phone, everyone. I apologize. Um, she's picking to go down on a sinking ship. She's picking to stay with the Toms and try to defend them. And I think in doing that, deflect a little bit and make other people look bad because she talked about it with like Lala and she said things like people cheat all the time and part one. And then now this James thing, very poor choice. I'm like, have you not seen what has happened to Schwartz and Sandoval in this? Like, I think it's okay to say from a financial aspect, I've invested a, a bar with them. And so I would love for them to somehow fix their image, turn this around. From a personal human being a woman standpoint, I cannot help but side with Ariana. I think it's disgusting. Like, I don't know. I just, I feel like her, like trying to throw a dig at James was like to deflect attention from Sandoval. She claims she was trying to be neutral and didn't like everyone ganging up, but Mm. there's other ways to go about it. I think you can hold someone accountable and also not want people to gang up and her approach sucked. Okay, let's also dive into the Rachel and Tom of it all. So here's where we got. We saw those photos. Everyone saw those where they look like they're in the Matrix or someone like going to their own funeral. But we break. They get a break. They have their lunch break. Um, James is sitting with the girls gossiping. Loved it. And then, yeah, loved it. And then we get Tom and Rachel have this conversation that felt very... Um, uncomfortable so they talk and Rachel this is like what made me laugh is that she did not realize that Ariana and Tom were having sex like she realized it in that while watching and did you see him like scramble for him he just kept talking he's like uh well you know it was you know how she'd always make fun of my clothes and then all of a sudden she was like you have such great fashion sense and it's just like I didn't know what to do so you slept with her like yes this is like, like if I were Rachel, I'd be like, oh my, like such a big red flag. And maybe, I mean, I'm hoping that after this reunion, she like, this is that was the point for her one where she realized she needed to get a little bit of help. I don't know what's going on with her. We've DM'd like everyone's talking about it. her responses to things. Maybe she's a sociopath. Maybe she has something else going on. Maybe she was heavily medicated. It was very bizarre. I absolutely want to acknowledge it was very, very bizarre. But I do feel like she has not come, like, really been out in the public, is really laid low. Like, I do feel like she is either trying to work on herself or is just trying to stay out of, like, stay out of this as much as she can, where Sandoval is, like, out touring. And so we're dealing with a full-blown narcissist here. But just watching the wheels turn and the way he basically said, I slept with her because she complimented my fashion sense. Oh, it was so strange. And listen, like, I don't know what's going on with Rachel. I, I truly, genuinely hope that she is getting whatever support she needs because it was very alarming. The lack of emotion she had. I mean, Sandoval at least is crying, whether you feel like it's performative or not, he at least showed emotion. So, but her, like just when Sheena like broke down and Sheena is like breaking down, sharing how much she like welcomed Rachel into her home, took her in as like one of her own, like how she trusted her that Brock could sleep with her and, all these different ways. Like my heart broke for Sheena and the whole restraining order of it all. That restraining order piece. A a lot of us, like I was tearing up. Some people at my table teared up people like, I mean, and it wasn't just like, Oh, because she got a restraining order. Like, yeah, that would be really hard, but because it consumed her so much and it was making her so upset and she didn't know like what was going to be the outcome of it. Was she going to have like assault charges on her? What would that mean for future things like volunteering at her kid's school? Like, I mean, these things could have like could ruin lives and they do ruin lives. And so then when she's talking about how her daughter was like hyperventilating because she saw her mom so upset 
And all Rachel said was, oh, maybe I should have wrote Sheena a letter. Like something is off. That is not a normal human reaction. I at mean, all. I get like it was not a normal human reaction. I get being uncomfortable where you laugh. Like, you know, there's that bare naked lady song, like you're the one to laugh at a funeral. Like I've been I have that reaction too. Like so there's some weird I, things where like my kid like fell in a pool and I got him out and I was like weirdly laughing. Yes, I was, like, so, so nervous. I, yeah. Yeah. So I understand that component. However, Someone who you betrayed and every single cast member is talking about how her choice destroyed them in some ways. And she, throughout this reunion, showed no tears. Not even if the tears weren't coming out. She wasn't even like, oh, my God, I fucked up so bad. Like, there was no, like, audible reaction to it all. I mean, the whole preparing for the worst, hoping for the best. Like, did you Google that phrase? Do you know what that means? Like, hoping for the best. What's the best where someone doesn't physically assault you? Like... I don't know going into that what I would like what best case scenario would be. I would have like been shaking. I there's no way I would have done the reunion if I were her. I will say like I wouldn't have had the strength to do to do that. Oh, reunion. I think I would have been sobbing. Like I would have oh, like yeah. been crying my way through it. Her seg- that segment with her and Andy was so unbelievable in the sense of how she's talking about and she's like yeah like she thought like she thought she was gonna be friends with ariana she's like yeah i guess i thought in my little like bubble that we'd be friends and andy's like okay andy's face like Like, yeah andy's faces throughout it all were like all of us and i've haven't it's been a minute since i've seen andy cringe so hard than when rachel is basically saying that ariana should have questioned them harder and figured out they were having an affair. Like, it was her fault. Like, they thought that, like, she knew what she just didn't was choosing to turn a blind eye. I don't know. God, there was so much of it. But I also have to wonder, and I'm not trying to, like, victimize Rachel. But you see Sandoval try to manipulate a lot of the situation. And it makes you wonder how much, like, control and brainwashing has he done to Rachel? Cause he did it to Ariana too. For some reason, she agreed to let the lie about Miami girl remain a lie. And Ariana is, you know, a pretty strong person. And then when he was saying like, this is the you that like, look at you, this is who, you know, who you are now to Ariana. and basically saying like, you were like this in our relationship. And now the whole world seeing it. I did love when James like, I love her or something like, I like this side of her. Like, but it makes me think like he probably said those things to her behind closed doors. Like anytime she like maybe did something where like she had the spotlight, I'm sure he was like, look at you. Like you were out there just being an intention whore and, and just messing with her to the point where she always kind of let him run things and seem like he was in control. And it was almost like, like looking back and where she was like, I trust my boyfriend. I love him. It was almost like a sense of like, I can't be without him. Like it created some sort of this weird just narcissist, like this classic narcissist abuse. And I have to wonder if he could do it to Ariana. I don't think Rachel is as strong or as smart of a person. Like he easily could be manipulating her and maybe like, I mean, the coach, like he clearly is coaching her. The fact that he was like, we need to be on mics because we have to be careful of what we're saying. I'm like, yeah, no shit. I mean, I, just like, I was like dying at that moment because like you guys are on a reality TV. It's not your first <laughs> reunion. You know how this works. You can go on by yourself and have a break. But he's like, yeah. if there's two of you together, everyone's mic'd up. Like, you're going to be filmed. You're on the grounds to be filmed. You're going to yeah. get your check. If you want your check, you got to, like, this is part of the gig. Like, it sucks. 
and clearly he was just like wanting to go talk shit on everyone. And like, I think like the whole coaching thing, I was like dying. I was like, everyone apparently coaches each other. That wasn't like too shocking to me because I, we've heard of housewives who come, I mean, think of the housewives and their freaking binder, like their assistant housewives reach out to us and ask like, what do fans think of this situation? Like numerous times. And they all do it. They all want to know what's the angle on the side I should take so that everybody likes me and get, yeah, my, so get my story straight. I yeah. get that, but he's like helping her out. I think you have a point, but I also feel like some, I mean, Rachel to me had several opportunities on her own to make this right. And the fact that she continued on as she did, I just think she's an equal, like here's a question. Equal fault. Is she even human? Like, I feel like she's maybe like lacking a soul. Like I call her Bambi-eyed robot. That's her new. Maybe her she's new- a, maybe she's like a ghost. Maybe it's like you know, like this is like AI. I it's <laughs> AI. Maybe, intelligence. She, maybe she's AI, and we don't know it, and no one else does. It's like watch, did you watch Westworld? I didn't, I but Kyle really liked Westworld. It's it got really weird the last couple of seasons, but in the beginning, there's this guy who's part of it, and he like you don't realize while watching that he's actually a robot too. And like, that was kind of like a aha moment. Maybe Rachel is like a test for Westworld. She could have AI'd herself, although she wouldn't have been smart enough to do it. And if she was, she would have made herself smarter. Right. So she clearly is a robot and not in control of who she is. Like, (laughs) <laughs> we're gonna make it a poll do you think she's really a human if this is do you think she's a robot watch tiktok go wild now and like watching her like i want to see a like, blink they're gonna be like, lo- looking oh, at her eyes. Yeah. she doesn't really i love conspiracy theories so like i i don't really think she's a robot people but no, she does feel guys, very we're soulless um we're just joking okay what did you think I, of schwartz and the, the xanax of it all so like right so before come on. right before, i take it once a month are you menstruating oh like once a month i have anxiety that's not how it works buddy but also like james was called him out and he's like you have that in your pocket and yeah. like, they're like wait and i like how they're being more open about their drug use between the mushrooms and like they're like oh were is that e like yeah I'm like, wait, what? Like, you guys are just like passing the Xanax around right before. So, of course, part three is going to include everyone going ham on Rachel. Um, we should have gotten that in part two. I'm a little annoyed. I feel like they made it like Rachel's going to, Raquel is going to enter the chat. Here's my thing I actually think they should have said, look, this was a very important season for you guys. There were things beyond. Scandaval, obviously, like Sheena, you got married, you know, Tom and Katie, like divorced Ariana and Katie are opening a sandwich shop. But at the end of the day, all anyone cares about is Scandaval. And anytime Tom Sandoval talks, people are going to go immediately back to Scandaval. I think we should just had two parts and it should have just been all Scandaval focused because I just feel like like we're just now getting to Raquel. And I'm also wondering if this big reveal is going to be nothing. I feel like they've hyped this up and I think it's going to be something stupid like turns out that i don't know like i something bizarre that we're all gonna be like i have no idea what it could be so apparently rachel reveals it reveals it in her confessional um a lot of you we did a kind of a question poll of like what you guys think it could be um someone has said they're engaged production the whole time the length of the affair went back to rochella that's uh I, but my only caveat is we've heard production say like they're worried about cast members signing contract. I wonder if that was maybe taken out of context or something, because to me, these are things like 
yes, obviously horrible. It makes it more horrible, but it makes it just more horrible between Tom and Rachel. Like, I don't know why someone wouldn't want to sign back up and leave money. Maybe they would refuse. I think maybe they're worried people were, will refuse to film with them now. And then what do they do? Cause Andy said on his interview with, um, not skinny, but not fat. And it was an amazing interview. She did a great job. Um, that like they, as much as everyone hates Tom Sandoval, we need Tom Sandoval right now. Like if we don't have him next season, yes, it'd be entertaining to watch them all kind of like get along and live their lives after the scandal. But don't you all like, we all want to see him. Like, I still want to see him suffer. I want to see more of this to an extent. So and maybe there's concern. Like, will he, will people refuse to film with him and then they won't be able to have both of them. And then what do they do? I don't know. There's so many theories. My favorite is still that Rachel had an affair with um, Ken, but. <laughs> well, and people are saying she's pregnant. I don't know that I buy into that. Um, it would have leaked by now. Somebody would have put it out there. I mean, yeah, I don't know. I and they've she, they've also shut that down. Um, yeah. So, and I feel like between the cast members and how chatty they have been in terms of their takes on things, I don't feel like that's it. I feel like it's more or less like that production knew, um, and the cast feels like mistrust there, and hence any hesitancy of signing back on. But I don't know. I don't know that that's that's it either. So we'll find out soon enough. Part three. I felt like part two was great. I was. I mean, it was. It was. It's oh, still it was riveting. So I love it. I have not watched the uncensored version on Peacock, but that is on my to do list. So more to come there. And let's move on to another reunion. Oh, New so Jersey many reunions. Okay. Whew. That was intense. It was a lot of yelling, but. I'm oddly finding myself I'm in the middle, but I'm leaning a little more towards Melissa. I think Teresa just came in guns blazing in a bad way. It was too much off the bat. And like for me, I was like, I feel like her whole goal was just to make Melissa look bad and get Melissa off the show. And I just feel like she's not in control of that. Like even Andy was kind of pissed when she was like, bye, you're gone. And Melissa's like, where are you going? Yeah. (laughs) He's like, what? Yeah, I will say the one thing I enjoyed with Teresa, I love, I kind of miss Juicy Joe um, hearing his phone call and like asking about like eyelid surgery or under eye surgery. Like I just kind of for his uncle, for his uncle, for his uncle. But I just found that entertaining. I also enjoy as well. And we saw this in the Summer House reunion, but Andy's new thing when there's huge conflict I don't know if he's been consulting with the therapist or what, but he's like, what is your goal for today? (laughs) I'm like, okay, we're having, you know, are we going to like pass something where someone, when someone has an object, they can It's therapy at times when they're doing those. Yeah. But yeah. What was your goal? I like how they both like were so shady. Like, yeah, I'd like for us to have peace too. I, I don't know. I just think there's a lot of things to me that I'm like, okay, like Teresa's clearly lying for Louie, but like the whole like Dina, what like why she bowed out because she didn't want to be filmed. Well, Jax and Brittany were at Sheena's wedding and production asked them, like, do you guys like, you know, we'll film you guys at the wedding. And they're like, no, like if we're not in it, it's weird for us to be just there like in, as part of the the wedding episode. So like you didn't, the only reason why we knew they were there is like, you could see some of it posted on their social media, but you never saw them on the episode and it wasn't weird. Like it, they could easily not have Dina in it. 
Exactly. And Andy pointed that out. They're like, you don't have yeah. to sign a contract. So I think that's a crock of shit. I actually do think there's validity into beef with the business mm-hmm. only because we've, there is where there's smoke, there's fire with dirty Louie. We've seen the receipts. I'm waiting for more of that to come out as things, um, as the season and years progress, I think dirty Louie is going to end up being like the next John Shaw and it's oh, going to get yeah. arrested. Like I have no doubt, um, based on some of the things that are happening right now, a little bit. Um, I did one thing that came out of this that was really funny is the tree stumps, yeah. uh, and, and, uh, and true trees have fashion, not understanding what the tree stumps refer yeah. to. <laughs> that was amazing. She was like, insulted. You, like, she thought someone was like calling her a stump and they're like, no, that's what they're calling. Like the people that just like follow you. Yes. It's like, no, honey, no, honey. Um, I also love that Andy said the Danielle, and Rachel fight was dumb. It I am glad we acknowledged that. Yeah. And just said, like, move on. Melissa's house is still ugly. That's how I, I'm going to end my mm-hmm. New Jersey thoughts. What do you like? Did you enjoy it? Like, like, how do you feel about New Jersey? And how do you think they move forward? I don't know how they move forward. Because I think, I think Teresa likes to have somebody to hate. Like, you know, um, and so she kind of needs that. Like, if she doesn't have a Melissa, who's it going to be? I, I really, I don't know. I, I don't know how you fix this other than you almost film it like parallel and it's like two separate things and you just don't ever have Melissa and Teresa together, but you still have both of them on the show. But then I don't know how you do a reunion like that. Unless the, there is no reunion and Andy does like a sit down with all four of them. I worry that this is going to go like on hiatus, like Roni did. Yeah. And then we it's lose currently it. on pause. And then eventually it kind of loses because you have these two people. And I would say Teresa more so than Melissa. And I'm not a tree stump, but <laughs> um, in terms of like, to me, New Jersey is Teresa. Like right. I could do without Melissa. I know a lot of people feel otherwise. People love Melissa as well. There's people who are team Melissa, but I don't know. I think you could do without Melissa. I don't know if you could do without Joe. Because that's such a like key piece of Teresa's storyline. No, that's a very good point. I so I could do without Joe. Then it's weird. And that's kind of like the glue with the guys. I don't know. It's like, it's really, I, I'm the same as you. I worry that we're treading into this territory where they're going to get put on pause. And then it might be like, well, we've gone this long without them. And we have these other shows doing well. I, don't, I, I mean, it obviously can't be an ultimate girls trip because they're not going to want to be together. I don't know. No, I don't know. I, Who knows how long they go on hiatus. I also feel like how stubborn those two are. It's like, let them cool off in the summer. And they like yeah. temporarily forget how much they hate each other until they're forced <laughs> to film again. I don't know if that's possible, but it Who could knows? be worth a shot. It's crazy. Namaste. Namaste. Um, I'm just glad I'm not like the production company responsible for New Jersey because I, I do not envy them at all. Um, okay. Any other New Jersey comments before we move on to. No, let's move summer. on to summer house. Okay. I think we all thought the main fight was going to be between Danielle and Lindsay and Danielle warned us it is going to be between Paige and Lindsay. And boy, it, that was heated. I mean, Paige always comes in, you know, pretty like you can tell by her body language. Like she's always ready to fight at a reunion, but it was, it was like a lot more than I thought it was going to be. Yes. So let's talk about the blind item. Okay. So we and how that was handled. So they think Paige thinks that a blind item was written about Craig and that Lindsay submitted it. 
Demois has since said she's never received a blind item from Lindsay. However, like she could have used another name. We well, the way, being, yeah, I was gonna say the way it works on her website too. Like I've never submitted one, but I was curious. You create an alias, so I could say like Andy Cohen's baby mama and like that could and then like that's what shows up and like Lindsay could do that like she's saying I don't hack my system to see like what IP addresses this is coming from yes so that's it's definitely possible that she went down that path I also know and I'm not saying Lindsay did this by me saying this I'm just saying I know it happens because we are in this space and we've received things from people I'm not saying this is from Lindsay I'm just saying in general so I know that it can happen um, I did find it just kind of, I think that's why Paige was so activated because one, it kept, it came across her man, Craig, mm-hmm. and putting out that out there is that she kind of went hard for it. But I didn't feel like the cheating rumors that they brought up, like when Kyle started to talk about, like back when Amanda's talked, I'm like, why are we talking about this rumor from years ago? Like they, I didn't like that. Well, you're married now. Like my, okay. My whole thing was too, I kind of agreed with Carl and he was like, but Kyle, you cheated. Like you could get mad at Lindsay that she chose to talk about it on camera and she didn't say something to Amanda privately. Like, I think Amanda has a valid reason to be like, why wouldn't you come to me privately? Like I was humiliated by the way you did it. I don't think she owes anything to Kyle though. Like he did cheat. Like he made out with another girl. It ended up being true. And like, he can't, blame that on Lindsay. Like that's, those were his actions. So yeah, maybe she knew and she talked to production. It's a show. That's what people do. Like, no, exactly. It's like, what, what are you talking about? I also, okay, let me get your thoughts on this. Cause this is kind of, we're breaking fourth wall territory here on terms of like these unspoken rules that cast members have with each other. It seems to me a lot of them, and we saw a little bit of this on Vanderpump Rules with Sheena and Ariana and the conversation they had, but it feels like people would prefer a heads up off camera before a conversation is had on camera. Do you feel like that's fair? Like, what do you think? Because that's kind of what Linda was saying. Like, instead of you coming to me off camera and telling me this, you put it out there and now millions and millions of people could see it or know about it. Like, so on one hand, I think like, the nice human thing to do would be like, yeah, I'll give a heads up. Be like, Hey, I'm going to tell Kyle. I like, or I heard about this. I'm willing to talk to Kyle about it. Um, unless you want to address it with him first, but like, you know, I, I want to give you a heads up. I also think though, then like we get into the Robin territory of like, well, then people could say like, Oh, I'll handle that. And then like, it never, and then they might say like, Oh, we talked about it at dinner. It was filmed. And then like, you wouldn't know because you weren't at dinner with them. So you don't bring it up. And then it never comes out. And then people get mad. I just feel like it gets into this whole like trying to control the storyline. And so I guess I think like the thing is like, I think Lindsay is the type of person that would just confront somebody with that regardless. And like, that's who she is because she is, a, she is more confrontational. And um, so I don't, I'm like, well, she was being kind of her real authentic self. I think her going to Amanda first, who she didn't really have a relationship with would have been kind of weird. And I, I think then you're getting into this like self-producing, like it's a weird, yes. I, you gotta be careful. Yeah. I, which made me laugh. So th- this is like, we get in the conversation about Lindsay self-producing herself and it's like, wait, this entire conversation is you self-producing yourself. Yeah. You're literally upset because Lindsay didn't self-produce herself and then go to you on the side and she did it on camera. Like, yeah, that and- doesn't make any sense to me. I'm with you completely. Um, what do you think about the potential of Chris and Danielle that came up of them being together? I, I still get like 
like cousin vibes. I was gonna say I it felt a little ick, like a little incestuous. Um, maybe because it just seemed like like I get it, they have like a lot in common and they have a lot of experiences they could share, but it did feel more like brother sister vibes. And so it would kind of, I don't know. I, I think little- if it would have happened, it would have happened by now, you know, or something. Yes. Yeah, it should have already happened. Yeah, I agree. Um, okay, let's also I want to talk about um before we get into the whole piece of it, um, what did you think about Gabby and Sierra? Um, and the fact that like, I feel like Gabby came in really strong for a newcomer to the group. I did too. I think, I think she called it like she saw it. She's like, I thought it was good for her to be like, you don't like me. Yeah. And Sierra is like, no, like you've talked about these things. And it's like, no, like you, you don't like me. Like you didn't give me the opportunity and the chance. And Gabby's a bougie bitch. It's like kind of who she is. She's been aligned with fashion. Like other people in the house have been able to make relationships with her. I, you know, as a black woman, I was like bummed that those two couldn't have come together and have a moment with each other. But I think she just doesn't like her. I don't know what it is. I hate to say this, but Sierra does have a little bit of a history of doing with this with the other women of color in the house. And like she, the whole thing with Danielle, where she kind of diminished the fact of like Danielle's a person of color. Um, I don't know. I like, I don't think she does it intentionally, but I don't know if it's like a weird, like defense mechanism of something like maybe she felt like she had to do like, cause she said like a lot of times she was the only black girl in the room. Like maybe there's something to that, but I would, I agree. I would have loved to have seen them be friends. I like to, I love that. Like Gabby and Maya had like a really powerful conversation. Yeah, um, absolutely. So I don't know. Yeah. Um. Okay. Let's get to Should we get to the smoking gun? Actually, yes. do you want to talk about that? No one has no jobs. Um, that, that was hilarious. Into it. I mean, I thought that was hilarious. She was like, yeah, I mean, I'm, kind of worried about you guys because neither one of you has jobs. And it's like, oh, I mean, Lindsay is not doing Hub House PR. Carl doesn't have, like, yeah, it is like their life is the show and the endorsements that they do. And it's kind of funny because they're sitting on the reunion couch and they're getting paid. So it's like, yeah. I mean, technically I mean, this is are. a job. Right? Yeah, like beyond like lover boy, like Paige is an influencer. Um, Maya has Giggly Squad, her podcast. Yeah, like, yeah. Up. But they all have stuff that really only happened because they're on the show. Like it wasn't like they were doing these things prior. They did these things because of the show and their popularity of the show. So I, I think like, yeah, they might not have a job job, but a lot of them only have job jobs because of the show too. So I don't know. I felt it was I a very was, funny dig, but it wasn't like accurate in my opinion. I'm with you. Um, okay. I mean, there's just so much. I guess what I was a little bit shocked about Carl coming coming in pretty hot with the whole page situation too. Like I think he was like not gonna let everyone go after Lindsay, kind of the way it happened last time. I think there was a lot of like people being like, you know, we saw like off the couch saying like she's such a bitch, you know, she's like has tainted Carl. And so I think he was like, All right, well, I'm gonna be in her corner now. Um, but how oh, god, like it was just the whole like Thing with Lindsay about being rude to fans. They brought it up on Watch What Happens Live. They brought it up again. I will say Andy did not correct it. I I don't know if there was some truth to the BravoCon thing. Lindsay's on, like only been nice to us. I've never seen her or had an encounter with her, whether DMs, heard about people like at BravoCon. Like, I've never heard people say that she was like rude to them. No. And like I it made me think back, like, because I met her in the last day of BravoCon. She's incredibly, she's been lovely to us before yeah. this rumor of 
her being rude to staff members. Like she's, yes. she's always been super kind to us. She's like a Bravo lab who went on our, one of the first Bravo labs who went on our podcast, like without the hassle of PR, like she's always been really friendly to us. So speaking from my experience, like hubs has been great. And also like why we tend to like back her um, and like give her support. The whole shoe comment when she goes, well, you threw a shoe at a producer. And I was like, whoa. And like, you're right. Andy didn't correct it. Um, which again, I feel like is telling. And I look forward to um, his show, Radio Andy, coming back because I feel like this is, may come up or someone's going to call and ask to clarify. And I, I wouldn't be surprised if he maybe backpedals not the right way, but I could see him saying it wasn't that or he's just what, or he wasn't his or, place or yeah like yeah i think he'll say like i try not to get involved with with those type of things i don't know i hate that they're on hiatus too watch what happens live is on hiatus and like it, yeah he's just i mean i know he's a busy man deserves a break but come on andy this is like there's we got three reunions happening at the same time but i don't i don't know i just felt like the fact that he didn't say anything was very telling yes and Lindsay has since denied it she said there was no shoe thrown so it's kind of like, what is the truth? What happened? I mean, and only Andy or someone part of the Watch What Happens Live staff can yeah, only this. production really knows. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know. I'm looking forward to Summer House wrapping up. Um, again, in terms of like how this show moves forward, I think there's going to have to be, I'm not envious of this production staff either. I don't know what they do with this. They said that they've already made changes. Like, contracts are out and people are already like, because they will start filming 4th of July weekend and it's June 1st now. So we're like a month out from when they're going to start filming and, and leaks will come out because people will be in the Hamptons, but I'm just very curious. Like, are we going to see Carl and Lindsay have a wedding special? Is that, I mean, like, I just don't know. Like, what is it? And Lindsay and Carl's wedding invitations are save the dates have gone out. Cause Sheena talked about on her podcast that she got invited. So, Oh shit. Yeah. yeah, I don't know what they do. I do think showing more of their lives in the city, and it seems to be a consensus with the group. So who knows who comes back? Um, we will definitely keep you posted. And the internet likes to chatter. Let's go over to Atlanta. This episode, I felt like, was all about Kenya. Um, <laughs> for multiple reasons. One, Kenya's performance at BravoCon. I'm dying at Abby's note right now. She says, don't feel bad, Kenya, that I didn't even notice that she fell, which is true because I you didn't did know not she pay attention to watch what happens live BravoCon because I was too busy to talking to Polly. Um, probably more than I should have, but that made me laugh. Um, I was also just dying because the next morning, like we were talking about something and you're like, people sang? There are people singing at BravoCon? I'm like, all of the like housewives that had a hit sang. But yeah, so I didn't really notice she fell. I thought it was just she was trying to do a dance move that she couldn't. Do. I did too. I thought it was like a like a like a split. She in the kind yeah. of failed at it. So she like recovered from it pretty good. Um, okay, let's see. Let's okay. I do feel before we get into the whole weird trip to Birmingham, Alabama. I've actually been there before. Um, I'll, I'll share more about that when we get into it. I feel really bad for Sonia um, and her family dynamic. I feel like it's just so tricky because they all work for her. And I think if you work for anybody that is like, she's a sports figure, she does like, she's got like a demanding job and she's on the show. Like, I think she's just used to who people, people who are her assistants and supporting her 
are kind of always available 24 seven. And so her family's thing with that is like, well, she's emailing us when it's dinner time. And it's like, when do you know, when does it turn off? And, and then to her point, she's like, well, if I ask people to actually do their jobs or not, and I'm paying them and they're living with me, it's just like, there's no winning. And so I think like asking everyone to move out is a hard thing to do, but I think it ultimately will be the best thing for her. Oh, I agree. I think it'd be a good boundary and a healthy side for them. Um, Okay. (laughs) Is there anything else we need to talk about other than Drew's fake flu? (laughs) No. No, let's get into Kenya eating booty. (laughs) I mean, I love that. Okay. First of all, uh, I will say any, not any other franchise, but most of the other franchises like do not, embrace their freak side the way Atlanta does. Like Candy is very open with the things that she sex positive likes to do. And the reason why I like it and I think it's funny is I do think like if you have a girls night, like they're typically like when you're with a group of let's say four to seven people, there's one person who's done things from a sexual perspective more adventurous than maybe most. And so it's like, you love hearing those stories. You laugh about it, but you by no means like make fun of them. You might just be like, Oh my God, like you do butt play. Like what kind of butt play? Like what? Like you're just, you're like, I I don't know this. Tell me more. And like, I think that's normal. I think that's what happens when girls get together. They talk about this stuff and it's funny and it's silly. And it's just what happens on Beverly Hills. Ramona like freaks out. If someone says the word vagina, Oh, you mean New York, Newark. Yeah. New York. And then on OC, remember how upset uh, Vicky Vicky would get about stuff? Like, so I just, I'm like, I like that this show talks about it and it's fun and it's silly because I think that's what happens. And so I, I appreciate that they talk about it. And I think it's hilarious that they're like, well, Candy, you tell, how do you eat booty? And like, I just thought that was Oh my God, it was just such a funny conversation. Yeah. Okay, I want to hear your Birmingham story. Okay, so I had to stay in Birmingham for work before. And um, I didn't know what to expect. It is a, it's a cute town. I will say that. It is not very big. Um, And when Cherie was like, "Um, where, or Cherie was like, where is my suite? Like, this is not a suite. The hotels that they have there, I stayed in two different ones. I don't think there were a lot of sweet options. Like they're very much like Marriott courtyards and this was like all they had. And so I just, I don't know. I was kind of like, thought it was like funny. Cause she's like, uh, this is not a suite. I'm like, I don't know if they have hotels that have like a penthouse suite situation. And there was like, I was like laughing with the shade with the champagne, like the mini champagne bar bottles and Marlo's immediately like, where's the bar? I need the bar. Uh, that party was so low budget. I laughed at all the shade regarding it. I can tell the women, like when fans were coming up to them, they're like, what the fuck? Like, this is not a fan event. And then to get kicked out because they were such a distraction. So did Kenya not run? Like, cause Kenya was invited to this event. They wanted her to be there. Right. Yeah. It was like, and so then she brought the women as part of this trip. Did she not say anything to the event planners? Like, okay, well I'm on a TV show. Like we're going to have a film crew there because like productions, like we have to leave. They don't want us here. I don't, yeah, it was it was definitely not a charity event because like people were coming up like asking for hugs and saying you're my son's favorite. Yes, like, it was like okay, it got a little weird. I my guess is that she obviously they have to know she's on a show. I would imagine they do. I bet they didn't realize the production aspect of it of like how many no. people is are with them and how and, like, many like, camera and, crew and yeah. the lights. Like I bet they didn't know that aspect of it. So I don't know. I just thought it was funny. I did love my favorite shade of the episode goes to Marlo calling Kenya in the city, like her failed just Sarah Jessica Park, uh, Sarah <laughs> Jessica Parker with the floral, the fail carry. I just thought that was really funny. 
Uh, what did you think about the ending with the whole um, room situation and Marlo like still yelling at her after she said my kids in here sleeping? I thought that was fucked up as a yeah. parent. I think anyone like once you get your kid to sleep and especially me who has sleepy time struggles, someone woke up a child who. And in a hotel, it's hard in to a, hotel a hotel room. If yeah. someone woke up my kid, I would like freak the fuck out. Like I would go ham. I thought Marlo was like very immature of her. That was very immature of her. Um, I wasn't here for it. It sounds like the next episode, we're going to go on a roller coaster of emotions of this trip, the remainder of this trip. Um, but yeah, you don't uh, do that. I felt like I would have the same reaction as Sonia, who she was like, at first it was like something silly. They're like, come on, wake up. Like, you know, banging on the door and not realizing or forgetting that Brooklyn was in the room with her. And then you heard Sonia say like, oh, her kids in there. Like, no, we're leaving. Like, you know, like even all of them understood like, okay, like this isn't a joke anymore. And I just kind of believe that Marlo like just kept going. If I were, if I were Kenya, I probably would have been just equally as unhinged as her in that moment. Oh, I would have been hella activated because you don't, you don't wake up a sleepy kid. You don't. Yeah. Yeah. You do not do that. And they know by now that like Kenya travels with Brooklyn. Like it's very important everywhere. to her. Yeah. Everywhere. It's not the first time Brooklyn's been on a trip with her. There's been complaints about that in the past. It's just her preference and she makes it work. So like just respect it and respect the fact that she has a sleepy kid. And I also, I mean, she's a single mom. You know, I think it's one of those things where she's like, I just, I'm not going to, I, I'm going to take my kid with me because I want her to see me working. I want her, but I, like, it's just the two of them. So I could see why I, I just, I don't think it's weird that she brings her all the time. Uh, um, last question for you for Atlanta before we mm -hmm. wrap it up. Do you think Atlanta is boring? Because it seems to me yes. the internet thinks it is. And I want to know your thoughts. I think it's boring. <laughs> well, I'm going to do a poll and see if the rest of you guys do you think not? it's boring. I mean, yeah, it's so hard, though, because we're all so fixated with Scandaval that. But Summer House in New Jersey. Delivers. That's true. That's that's a very good point. That's very true. Yeah, I would say it's it's a little boring. There's some people boring. that think the producer is intentionally like making it bad. There was like this oh, thing really? going around. Yeah, he responded to it. There was like some weird tweet about how. I forgot what the executive producer's name is, but basically said that like he's single-handedly ruining the two like predominantly black franchise franchises on Bravo, Potomac and Atlanta, which I have a bone to pick about Potomac because I don't think it, he's anything has been ruined there. I think they've had amazing seasons. Um, and then the guy responded, was like, oh, I didn't know that was my plan. So Shit. I forgot his name. It was like, I don't know. It somehow popped up on my um, Instagram. But yeah, I don't think there's any truth to it, but I do think this has been a a tough Atlanta season. I think, I don't know. I think I just, I don't know. I think I feel like maybe with Marla, she's trying way too hard. I think that Drew is MIA. This Courtney person is way too thirsty and was the wrong fit for Atlanta. I just think they made some wrong choices. Um, and it, I would love Portia. I think Portia needs to come yeah. back. I think it needs to be a smaller group. I think there's ways to fix it. I mean, to me, Kenya is carrying the season on her back in terms of like what I have found the most entertaining. Um, yeah. Amen. hundred percent. Kenya is the only reason why I watch. I actually fast forward parts where it's just some of the other women talking. Bloop, bloop, bloop. Talking about you, Drew and Courtney. <laughs> uh, oh. All right. Who is your shout out? 
I'm going to give my shout out to the LGBTQ community. It is Pride Month, but we know every day is Pride Month. Um, Abby and I have been longtime supporters of you. And also, um, I'm going to say also drag queens. Uh, We support the community as a whole and just want you to know you're seen. And I know this month is supposed to be all about you, but I know we have bigger issues at hand. Um, to kind of discuss and get out there. So I just want anyone who's part of that community or has a child in that community or whatever, that we support you and that we see you. And every day is Pride Day, in my opinion, and you are accepted and you are loved. Oh, I love that. I also want to say, Melissa McCarthy brought this up and it's a great point. Drag has been going on since Shakespeare's time because men would dress up as women and play women in place. So just want to throw that out there that this has been going on forever. Um, I want to give my shout out to any um, parents of kids who are fighting different like illnesses and different um, like have different like rare diseases. I've had several friends um, have kids that, you know, have had a battle rare diseases and um, have seen, you know, some kids recently get some scary diagnoses. And and, um, I just know it like really turns your world upside down. It becomes an all encompassing thing. We've talked about it before where sometimes you might not feel seen and people don't understand all the different sacrifices you make. There's this boy in St. Louis that I started following who got a kidney transplant. Um, They thought he had an ear infection and they didn't want him waiting in a a urgent care because his um, like he, if he gets like a flu or a cold, it really like knocks him out. And so they called their transplant team and they got him into an urgent care and they got him in and out in 30 minutes. And the mom was like, you know, I joke, we have VIP status, but it's also a reminder of just how like frail uh, my son is. And so I just, I don't know. I think there's like little things that you, we sometimes take for granted having quote healthy kids. And so I just want all all those parents to know um, we've done this before, but um, that you are seen and that um, it, it is noted by other parents, what you are doing. Well, I love all the love, all the love. We're love, putting yeah, just the love, love episode. Except for Sandoval um, and well, Rachel. Yeah. But if you want to show us the love, there's a quick and easy way for you to do that. And I'm going to tell you what that is. And you're going to be so shocked by how <laughs> easy never, and simple it is. We never say this. <laughs> we never talk about it. One, hit just five stars. Click open right now. Scroll. Scroll down to the ratings and review section of where you listen to this podcast and tap rate. Five stars. I've said it before. We want to get to a thousand. We are at 713. We have a five-year podcast anniversary coming up and it would be amazing to be a thousand. So help us meet that goal. Thank you, Marie Kate, who gave us a review of listening to Abby Vanessa sitting down with my girlfriends to chat Bravo. We see these reviews. It makes it so, it's just amazing. It makes the world's different for difference for us. If you had to support us monetarily, and I honestly think we gave you guys bonus content at a very reasonable price. You can join Patreon for $3 a month or $5 a month. And you basically get bonus episodes from Abby and I. So if you want to know about Rachel and the postcard, um, we're going to talk about it there. If you want to know what we think about Timothy Chalamet and Kylie Jenner, Patreon's a place. If you want to know what else we think about Kim Cattrall, these are some of the topics we're going to be talking about. That's the type of stuff we do. So it's extra content for us. So please check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash real moms. And with that, we will catch you next week. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death 
in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device, or play on PC through Facebook Games.